0: Coming up on this episode, we begin by debating which holiday is the best candy, sharing top tips for your next casino visit, and think about what we would do with unlimited money. Then we get into the week tech news, including Twitter's takeover, and the tech coming to the baseball diamond. It all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 336, recorded April 11th, 2022. Danger. Inflation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic the technology podcast on gadgets the internet and you i'm sean jennings joined by two guys who are still trying to figure out how a giant bunny lays eggs it's uh colby Rabbitdo and dan miller good evening gentlemen hi sean what's up Th- the science just doesn't add up but now my all on that joke was uh two guys who think every friday is a good friday colby <laughs> and dan Miller. but i thought that these st- was that funnier than i the- should i have gone with that one maybe yeah, I think Good dang.
1: Friday is weird because it was kind of a bad Friday. What are you gonna do? Um why
0: was it a bad Friday?
1: Didn't the guy die after?
0: Oh, the guy? Yeah, yeah. that guy. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> the fictional one? <laughs> Mind blown. There you go. <sighs> that made a book. Uh, uh no. We're five minutes into the show, I already got canceled. Um uh, <laughs>
1: It's over. So what's, I, st- what's going I on? still like to think about that guy who commented on the YouTube once. Like, isn't it time you give up now?
0: That yes. was like I'm
1: 150 back.
0: episodes ago. <laughs> it was. And to, and to that guy. <laughs> we Yeah, exactly. We didn't quit because of you, bud. You should have encouraged us to keep going. Maybe we would have quit. Uh, no, wonderful. Are you guys uh, excited for the Easter holiday? Big Easter heads.
1: What is that next weekend?
0: It's this coming weekend.
1: Oh, that's what I meant.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, I'm excited because there's the probably the first big Smash tournament since COVID is happening. So I'm going to watch it at home. Uh, and we don't have any social engagements this weekend, which is exciting for me because I, I have been socialized out. But I guess I also don't have any friends who are Catholic, so I also (laughs) forgot that it was Easter.
0: (laughs) Definitely a kid's holiday, I think. I I think adults don't really... Kids
2: and and people who still go to church. Yes. Yes. It's a little bell curve, inverse bell curve there. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I can can get into some, like, day after discount candy (laughs) from the
0: store, though. (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah, something something funny.
2: Day After Discount Candy, great band name. <laughs> Ooh.
0: I like that. Uh,
1: yeah. To get that discount.
0: You know, I do have a great question for you guys. Here's a thought-provoking query for you both. Because I actually was thinking about this. Easter, obviously known for many things, but I would argue candy is one of them. It is a candy holiday. And I was thinking about other candy heavy holidays right halloween christmas valentine's day um what is the best candy holiday or in reverse fourth what is july. the best holiday with candy <laughs> fourth of july harbor <laughs> day no is there big fourth of july i don't know where you i guess a s'more does that count like what's a fourth of july candy no
1: i was i was just i was trying to think of the least candy holiday Being facetious.
0: memorial day What is the... what?
2: Sorry, repeat the question.
0: So, uh, which holiday has the best candy? Or Ah. what's the best candy holiday? However you want to phrase it. Because I think, as I was thinking about it, I was like, Halloween, I think, would be most people's first assumption. It's probably the most candy-based holiday. But I also feel like it's got crappy candy. Because it's things like candy corn, which nobody likes except for me. It's got... Most of the candy is just small versions of candy you can get all year anyway. So it's not unique. I think my pick might be Christmas because I feel like they're Colby's giving me a look. Uh, (laughs) I got the one eyebrow. I got the huh (laughs) because I like uh, all of the minty candies and the cherry candies and I don't know. I just feel like there's a dimension that you can only get at that time of year.
1: It's, I mean, if you're if you're in it for the minty candies, then yeah, I guess that's like. It otherwise, it's just going.
0: It can't be. That's so weak, though.
1: I think Easter is a pretty good candy holiday. I like Cadbury eggs, and I yeah. like chocolate bunnies.
0: Yeah, I would. I think it's just more themed. At least it's like specific to the holiday. I can literally right. go buy Halloween candy all year round because it's the same goddamn candy.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me,
1: I'm trying to decide. <laughs> Sorry, that's going to be me all night. I'm almost not sick anymore, but I he- have have a very sneaky cough that uh, keeps popping up.
2: Pernicious,
1: <laughs> right? I'm in my in my head. I'm trying to decide if if candy corn or jelly beans are worse. Because like jelly beans are obviously the candy corn of Easter. Agreed.
0: That's a good call. But let me add one more in, those chalky Valentine's Day hearts.
1: Right, and those are those are the candy corner of Valentine's Day. What's yeah. the candy corn of Christmas?
0: Maybe that's why it's the best candy holiday. There are no bad candies at Christmas. That's
1: that's that's mm. a point in your favor. I do love the I mean you can get the lint truffles all year, but those That's
0: true. I'm a big feel, um Cho- I do the chocolate covered cherries, which really you can only get around Christmas. That was an old favorite. The The chocolate oranges. Have you ever had those? Those I love. And then the, uh, the multicolor melt away mints. Pepperidge Farm makes them and you can only get them around Christmas. Look at melt away oh, mints. Oh, I know what you mean. That was my great grandmother's favorite. She always had a bowl of them.
2: That's now dope. Halloween doesn't have many Halloween specific candies, you yes. can get most Halloween candy year-round, except for what? Uh, the, the candy corns.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's definitely up there, but I don't know if there's In anything. The candy corn pumpkins. Yeah, The candy corn pumpkins. <laughs> can you imagine the people at the candy corn factory? It's like, people love candy corn. What else could we make? <laughs> we needed product <laughs> extensions. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Valentine's Day is very fancy candy. I think like that's your honestly that's your... like I don't
1: think most of it is very good no unless you like really shell out for like some fancy valentine's day candy like you should just have like a snickers and it's like it's pretty good
0: and I'm, I'm, sure, your, uh, I'm sure your girlfriend loved it when you got her that snickers on valentine's <laughs> day oh how romantic <laughs> Colby made it to the 7-eleven uh, that would be a great
1: a great Valentine's like ad thing for Snickers. It's better than the, (laughs) Better than the stuff in the box.
0: Yeah, you could get the fancy stuff, but what does your lady really want? Right. Snickers. Hmm. Yeah. Are there any
1: others? Not really. There's no candy holidays in the summer.
0: No, summer isn't a real candy time of year, I don't think. <laughs> Thanksgiving? Are there any Thanksgiving candies? Not really. Turkey-flavored candy? I don't think that's a thing. Hmm. Nope. Because I feel like no. uh, summer is a lot of, like, um, not baked goods uh, necessarily, but it is a lot of pies. Sure. Ice cream. Nature's Ice cream candy. is a great one. Yeah. Fruit. <laughs> I thought you meant pies. <laughs> pies, Nature's candy. Oh, kind Kobe. of. Colby does not know where pies come from. I'm very <laughs> worried.
1: You didn't have a pie tree growing up, Sean.
0: Honestly, I've been to your childhood home, and it would not surprise me uh, if you guys had a pie tree out somewhere on the farm. We did have apple trees. Various places.
1: They weren't very good, but they did have, have apples. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the best kind of apple tree. The one where it makes all the mess of an apple tree, but without the edible (laughs) apples part.
1: Yeah, the dogs love the rotten ones on the ground.
0: All right. Well, good. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Um, Talking about holiday candies. Um, I hope you all get some nice Easter candy. I got some uh, Reese's eggs which are always a favorite of mine. Oh, yeah. Those are good.
2: You're convincing me that Easter has the best holiday-specific candies. Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards that. Yeah.
1: I do like those chocolate oranges, but I never have them.
0: I never see them. That's the thing. They're never, like, on a shelf anywhere. Right.
1: Right. Um, but I'm going to go get some Easter candy now.
0: You know, speaking of candy, I did see a commercial the other day. You know, they, they do the M and M's now with like different stuff in them. They have the pretzel M and M's and the peanut M and M's. They now have M and M's with cookie dough in them.
2: That's too far. That, I, huh. They're not big enough for that. Well, it's not. It's not a
0: cookie's worth of cookie dough. Um, but no, I, I agree. It's like a little. I haven't personally tasted them. But um, they're crunchy, apparently. So it's it must be like more of a baked cookie. Crunchy cookie is what they call it. So it's like having a little cookie on the inside.
1: I do like the like pretzel like crunchy on the inside M and M's peanut M and M's M and M's are great.
0: M and M's are great, But it is not. I do like that they have varieties like i like the crispy ones have they ever done a did they ever do a pretzel M&M oh yeah they must have
1: totally it was like the wasn't i think there was an M&M that was just like crispy
0: stuff on the inside right
1: but there was yeah, definitely and a pretzel d- one too
0: they had separate pretzel yes but there was just a straight crispy but i don't know what the crispy was um, i think it was like the same as what's the candy <laughs> With the wafer, the round ones with the wafers in the middle that nobody likes. The round ones. Where it's the malt chocolate on the outside with the crispy middle. It's like a tan box. No, not milk Whoppers. Whoppers. Whoppers.
1: Malted milk balls.
0: Yes, and they have a crispy, crispy middle. And they're the worst. Um... Now, speaking of candy, Dan, I heard you went to a fancy gala.
2: We did. Um, It was a fancy gala for Lena's work, and it was at a hotel, and there were tons of people there. We were told that there would be a casino, and there was, but it was only fake money. Uh, We were also told there would be cigar rolling, which sounded very interesting and novel, except then we got there and we realized that, you don't get to roll the cigars. You get to watch someone else roll a cigar and then buy a different one. He was just sitting there rolling cigars and then they had cigars you to take. Um, That's weird. But yeah, that, that was that. Uh, I played poker for the first time with you know other people in a somewhat, I imagine, good simulation of what it would be like to play real poker. Um, and I lost everything. Which isn't surprising, but it wasn't really a good game because at one point the dealer's like, "All right, two hands left," and it's like, "Oh, okay." So it's all fake money. Uh, so of course, everyone's going to go in all in at the end, and there can only be one winner. Uh, yeah, but that was what that was what I did.
0: So, have you ever professional, not professionally, but I, let me rephrase that: Have you ever gambled in a real casino?
2: I've never gambled at all. I've never been. I think I've walked through a casino once. That was it. How about you? Yes, I have. Uh,
0: I've done... (sighs) I think I've done, like, slots, and then I've done Blackjack. I have done Blackjack when I was in Vegas. Um, And they tried to get me to play craps, but it took me two seconds to realize that's a stupid bullshit game with made-up rules that is not fun in any way. (laughs) Um, Not even remotely. So... Um. So that didn't last, but I did. I I made like I swear this is not me bragging. I'm just proud. So I went to Vegas. Let me just. I'll just very briefly give you my my professional gambling history because we have a casino here in in town here, and I've done the slots. But when I went to Vegas, I went with three hundred dollars cash, and I said, I've never been to Vegas before. I want an opportunity to gamble. I first thing i did was i went to the slots and now they have these big video slots now and they're all themed and they're all bing, 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 bing. they're all crazy that 300 bucks in the span of about three minutes went to like 100 bucks because what you don't realize is they make them confusing on purpose mm-hmm. so you don't actually know what you're because it's like oh it's a penny slot but every bet is 100 pennies or a thousand pennies like they they, they screw you. It. it's crazy so i so i had stopped Then I went and I played blackjack at two different casinos and I left Vegas with $600. So I doubled my money. So took that 100 and turned it into six. So I was pretty happy.
1: Nice. Look at you. I've never been to Vegas. I have, I never played like a table game, but I've played slot machines in, uh, Lincoln, Rhode Island, state line, Nevada, and on a cruise ship in, uh, that's right. In the in the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. <laughs> Didn't go well either time. I went no, that- I I watched I watched people play like blackjack or something and then it seemed too expensive. It's not for me.
0: Well, that that was the trick I learned in Vegas. Luckily, the one advice I would give anyone for their first time to Vegas, and by the way, I'm not that guy, but uh, go with somebody who's super Vegas experienced. Like it is the best investment you'll make because I happen to go with some colleagues who go there all the time. We went to the really like old casinos where they're $5 hands, and that's where I cut my teeth and kind of learned and figured it out. And then later in the week, we went to like a 10 or $15 hand casino, and I kind of had already picked it up and started rolling with it. So that's don't go. When I was at Caesar, I think where we stayed, Caesar's Palace, the lowest blackjack table you could play was $25 a hand. And so that's a very quick way to lose a lot of money.
1: <laughs> Hard to get started.
0: Oh, yeah. No, some of these tables. And of course, they have all like the really exotic games. Uh, to, like guy pow and like a lot of the war you can play war for some reason like what? just like all, all these wacky you know it's like three card uh poker black squared <laughs> like these games you've never heard of and you're like who even sits and plays this but people do don't figure
1: isn't war just like flipping a coin over and over yes
0: the odds are the odds are terrible against a casino they're really not good um But people play it, I think, because it's simple and people get, you know, the other thing they have from a technology perspective is they now have automated um, roulette wheels. Where you can play roulette, but instead of a guy standing there, you sit at like a computer terminal and there are a bunch of computer terminals and in the middle under glass is a roulette wheel and the machine shoots out the ball and you can just gamble right from your little table and you virtually pick what you're gambling and then it and, it and it does it real, like not a virtual spin, a real spin, but on a table with no person. Right. Wow. Very stupid.
2: Wow. Yeah, it doesn't sound playing poker was fun as a social activity, but doesn't it sound like fun if it was if there were real stakes.
0: You know, it's nice because it is a bit lower stakes when there aren't people around. You know, I get it's an introduction, but I agree with you. It What I enjoyed about the $5 blackjack hands wasn't... I sat at a table by myself where I knew nobody at one point during the week. Because they were playing craps and I said, screw this, I'm not interested. So I just walked over to the blackjack table and sat. People are really friendly and really nice. Of course, they're all chain-smoking uh, right in your face. <laughs> um, but once you get to the groove of it, everyone's there, at least in my experience, to have a good time. And you just play the hands, you know, you interact with the dealer and it it was just, I don't know, just a different experience. I sat at a table, there was a guy getting a massage while he was at the table. Getting like a back massage while he was gambling. Wow! He struck me as some, now this was the $5 table. He struck me as someone who spent a lot of time there.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, are those free? I hear the, the, aren't the drinks free in Vegas?
0: If you're gambling, the drinks are free. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So funny. But you'll spend much more than what the drinks are worth if you're not doing it right. So there's a reason they're free. Right. It's a trap. It's a trap. (sighs) So, what what
2: else? What else? What else? I I don't we're so bad now that Uh, we uh, we just had the podcast on Wednesday
0: yeah how was that experience did you like Wednesday let's talk about that did you like how did we feel about Wednesday did it It feel different
2: different. it did feel different but it wasn't bad yeah I
1: didn't I didn't think it was bad
2: I was a little bit in a haze last week Fair from the uh, cold medicine (laughs) yes (laughs)
1: <laughs> so much of that that good cough stuff
0: <laughs> yeah Kobe still has a cough with the air quotes um, whatever it takes the guy at CVS knows him by name um, the uh, yeah no I agree it definitely was a little different being in the middle of the week versus uh, versus Monday but God Monday is our territory you know
1: i mean it is can you imagine a Monday? world where we weren't a week late to every tech press announcement though
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right i don't know talk to that tim cook guy right <laughs> uh, it could happen
2: Speaking of tech press announcements, there weren't any this week.
0: <laughs> what a nice reveal! There's like the, only the one. He really let us up. Well, which which one was this week?
2: Only the one where the uh, the new newly minted CEO of Twitter had to post the press <laughs> announcement via screenshot on Twitter of them Ooh. not adding a new member to their their uh, board of directors.
0: Yeah, I think he's. It's what's nice about Elon Musk is he sort of figured out the Donald Trump thing, which is once you're once you're in the office, you're limited in what you can do. You can actually do more when you don't hold the position, you know. <laughs> and so credit to him for for figuring that out. <laughs> right.
1: Once you're there, like, oh, I can there st- are
0: rules. Yeah, I can still be a rich guy and own a bunch of Twitter and not be on the board <laughs> versus being on the board. Okay. <laughs>
1: Was that his decision or was that Twitter's decision?
0: There's a lot of rumors going around. I've read some articles that no one's really being super clear, but basically the theory is they did offer it to him. And at some point he said yes. And then at some point he said no. Um, and the the leading the rumor theory is that he just realized that being a board member comes with a bunch of fid- fiduciary responsibility. There was a rumor going around that they had to do a background check because when you join the board of a company and have to do back, and he didn't want to do a background check and a financial like verification and stuff, which I don't know how nice. true that is.
1: Um, didn't want his tax records getting out
0: there. I, I mean, again, I know. You know, at some point, I, if you're a rich guy, you're either so good at hiding your money. It doesn't matter if they do a background check or
2: um, or you're definitely doing something wrong. Right. That must be an intense background check, and not just for for him, but for anyone, right? Like, normally you you get a background check. You're like, oh, this person have a criminal history? They're not going through all your tax returns and figuring out if you ever uh, didn't pay enough taxes or something. But I imagine at that level, they do do that because so they don't want that coming out in the press. Like, oh, Twitter's board of directors has a bunch of people who uh, are tax evaders. They don't want that.
0: Well, you, I wonder if they uh, they follow him around like a private eye in a car, like you know, taking pictures of him as he goes in and out of buildings.
2: Could be. Did I you know. read the story a couple months ago? It was like an interview with, uh, and I don't know who this person is. Grimes, Grimes yes. is like Elon Musk's ex girlfriend slash baby mama. Um. And and she it was like a crazy interview. But one of the things was that he didn't want to buy anything. So they like lived in this one bedroom house in Texas with nothing in it. Uh, Which is just, yeah, lots of weird stuff going on.
0: Yeah, the secret baby. They're now broken up at the moment, apparently. But they've been on this
2: interview is after the breakup, I think.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Wow. But they still hang out or something. They're still friends. Uh she, she just tweeted. couldn't live a life where she didn't have anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently she's a a musician. Right. A singer.
2: I've heard this. Grimes.
0: Um M- but none of
2: y'all have ever listened to her music or whichever band <laughs> she was in. <laughs> you music know, I, or whichever I, band she was in.
1: Dan, I I have a, a memory of listening to Grimes with you and Greg Guida in Greg Guida's apartment one night after we went to, uh, like that really spicy Thai food place where we cried at dinner.
2: Oh yeah, okay, I remember that. I didn't know we listened to Grimes. <laughs> I th- I think <laughs> I so because that that was.
1: that was the first time I, I didn't I wasn't really familiar with Grimes, and then later on. I, I I heard of her with respect to Mr. Musk. Uh, I see, <laughs> that wow. was that was the only connection I had. I feel oh, like wow. uh, Greg knows Greg knows Grimes.
2: Greg knows Grimes. <laughs>
1: That's What they say?
2: Yeah. Cool. Well, that was my that was the only story I could bring to this this.
1: Uh... Now why? Of- w- has Elon, Musk yes. ever, uh, has Elon Musk ever addressed the not owning anything thing?
2: Like, why? I don't know.
1: What's the point?
2: Well, I, he strikes me as a person who doesn't care about a lot of things. Um, and a lot of those things could fall under the umbrella of what other people think about him. And I think a lot of the reasons why one might my own stuff is because, you know, you know why you have a couch. You or let's <coughs> back all the way up, right? You have a place that you live and you sometimes invite people over to your house. Why do you do that? Because you want to be friends with them and show them a good time. Uh, but if you invited those people, right? So that's like need number one. I don't think he has that need. And then I think he also probably doesn't care about owning things and like it is. So this is actually a thing that I've thought about with respect to rich people and having multiple houses. Well, they'll have a house, they'll buy a, a third or fourth house, let's say, right? And that's a lot of money. But the thing that gets me is like, even if I had enough money for a third or fourth house, Imagine all the things you need to do now that you have a third or fourth house. You have to pay taxes on the house. Someone has to clean the house, which means you have to hire another person. It's probably in a different location. You have to hire a different person to clean the house. You have to furnish the house. You have to get to the house. Uh, Are you going to have a car at that house? Are you always going to be renting a car? Who's going to rent the car, right? Like, these are the things that I think about. And so maybe he is... In still at a point in his richness where he thinks about those things, like why would I bother having a couch? A couch, I need to clean the couch. Have to buy the couch. I don't even. No one's ever going to see the couch. No use in having a couch. That's that's my theory. I've never met the guy. Whereas some rich people, I'll never forget when I saw the uh, caravan pull up to the apartment building in Soho, <clears throat> and this was the a uh, very very rich person, celebrity, I think who lived in this apartment building, and this was the pre-arrival caravan. And they were dropping off clothes and furniture to put in the apartment. And they were maybe going to be there for a couple weeks. It's like, that's a lot of logistics. Like, think about how much, like, we talk about, like, the blockchain gas, right? Like, the price you pay to just do anything. Like, think about the gas of, like, the price... That that person is paying just to exist in this space for a couple <laughs> weeks. Never mind the price they paid for the place in the first place, right? Well, and they pay that cost every time,
1: <laughs> right? Then Dan, think about how much how much work went into your move across to a cut. Like, well, we've all done a cross country move in some fashion
2: or another. Yeah, right? I was doing a lot of that. <laughs> right. Um, but still, I had someone doing some of it, and it was still <clears> a <throat> lot of work. And so I guess, yeah, at some point you could just hire, it's turtles all the way down. You hire people until you don't have to think about it at all. Right. But I have to imagine that even if you were so rich, to be like, I'm going to hire, I have like my personal assistant and then I've got like my New York office manager basically who's going to contract that to like get all this stuff. Just, I don't think you could hire competent enough people to not have that complexity surface to you, right? So I feel like if I was a rich person, I don't want like I want free time. I don't want people to, talk to me like, oh, well, you know, the uh, the couch fell through in the New York apartment and they, they're not going to be able to make one for another two years. What do you want to do? It's like, why do I even have this New York apartment? Dan,
0: Dan, you you know, the difference between you and Elon Musk other than 120 billion dollars. You're not insane.
1: Yeah, Money hasn't
0: made you crazy. There there was a chart on Twitter when uh, all this Elon Musk stuff, someone posted a chart on Twitter where if the average American household's wealth was a piece of a Toblerone candy bar about that big, Elon Musk's wealth would be the size of Mount Everest (laughs) four times over. It doesn't... What you don't understand, Dan, is no one ever tells him anything he doesn't want to hear. So if that couch fell through, there is no amount they will have one flown in from Milan overnight on a private jet to get it there. Like it, it, there aren't problems when you have that much money,
2: it would be like if I would imagine that if you had that much money, you would very quickly recognize that your only scarce resource is time.
0: But that, but I think that leans into the not owning things where it's, it's less responsibility. But I think when you have that amount of money at some point, Things just start happening around you. You know what I mean. Like you don't. In some ways, you do, but in some ways, you don't control your own life. You know what I mean. It just sort of lurches. Maybe, yeah, forward. I could see that. And so, at some that point, you just seems don't That ask. way for
2: celebrities, where they 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 actually do have a lot of shit to do that is very disparate, and being in lots of places, and the, doing interviews, and making the movie, and doing their own stuff, and having a family. But some of these rich people, it's like. Uh, they are very, they only do the one thing. Like, what does Mark Zuckerberg do? He only works. And then he he skis around on his hydroplaning surfboard thing on his private island in Hawaii. (laughs) Again, think about that, right? You got to get to Hawaii. It's a private island. There's no airport there. I would rather have a house on an island that you could just fly to. It would seem, if you have infinite money... Uh, it seems a lot easier.
0: But again, that's another difference between... And again, I don't personally know these people, so I kind of have to project what we know about them. We need to get
2: these people on the podcast. Elon, come
0: on the damn show. No, the (laughs) difference between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg is Mark Zuckerberg knows something about what he's doing. Like, Elon Musk does not know how to build a spaceship, nor does he know how to build a car. He's just a guy with a lot of money. That's my point. He's kind of a moron. And that's what's great. (laughs) Honestly, I think Elon Musk is the worst. But there is something admirable about being... So, so wealthy, you cannot, a human mind cannot fathom, it's a number on a page, but when you actually think about the sheer amount of money this man has, or is at least worth, then it doesn't, he doesn't have to own everything, because everywhere he goes, he owns it. If he walks into a building, everything stops. Things just show up. He doesn't have to ask for food. There's food there. That's what I'm saying, imagine. It's crazy. <laughs> right. And like
1: really, if if you break it, you bought it applies to everything. Then like he could buy
0: anything. So he he's going to buy Twitter because he right. can. Right. Just like that's kicks. what's wild about it. When you you essentially have limitless power.
2: Now, the, does Apple have more money than Elon Musk? Yes. Okay. Just checking. I think they
0: have more cash than Elon Musk, never mind value. Because they have, I think, what, $150
2: just in cash? Definitely measured in billions, but beyond that, I I couldn't tell you.
0: I think, I know it's over $100 in cash. (laughs) Which is, the difference is that Elon Musk, I mean, he has a lot of cash, but it's also a lot of it's tied up in stock and things like that. Hmm. Right.
1: What do you think they do with all that money? It's just sitting around.
2: Well, Well, that's making more money. Well, yeah. (laughs) right
0: yeah that's the thing it's hard to get rich it's easy to stay rich um unfortunately but that's a great thing but i don't know if you guys have been following um jeff bezos's ex-wife Mackenzie bezos Mm -hmm. have you been following her story
2: oh yeah that's like whenever she does anything that's in the seattle papers yeah i
0: mean she essentially
2: got half his fortune tens of billions
0: of dollars and she's just giving it all away she literally said i'm gonna give away every over time i'm gonna give away every single dollar i got from the divorce Every, every bit of it. And she's doing it. And she doesn't make a big deal about it. Which is kind of quite the opposite. Which I find interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let me... Let me pose this thought question. Thought-provoking question to the two of you gentlemen. we will get yes. to be creative for a moment. If I gave each of you a credit card that had literally no limit... Literally no limit
2: to what you could do with it. But you only had a week to use it. What would you do with it? And and I don't get stuck with the debt afterwards? No. Okay, just <laughs>
0: No, it's just unlimited. Checking. It's 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 unlimited. But let's let's make let's make this a little more interesting. It's are you guys familiar with the film Brewster's Millions? It's an older movie, it's from the early eighties. No. Uh, starring Richard Pryor. The plot of the film, you should see, it's a very funny movie, but the plot of the film is that uh, it was just kind of this down on his luck average Joe guy and he had like a rich uncle who was dying and left in his will his fortune. But he he said, I want you Brewster to be so sick of spending money. You don't want my money. So you have, I think it was like 30 days to spend $30 million, which was a lot more back then. Uh, but at the end of the 30 days, you can't own anything. Hmm. And if you do that, then you'll get 300 million out of my will. And the comedy of the movie is how he goes about spending the money and then he becomes a rich asshole and then he learns to be humble again and he gets the girl. It's a very funny movie. So hmm. we'll Brewster's million this you have the credit card for a week, but at the end of the week, you can't own anything.
2: I, I have I have the beginnings of my answer. okay uh my (laughs) answer is (laughs) don't let me stop you i would do something cool smash related so like i would do one thing which is you know i don't get anything out of it except the enjoyment of saying that i did that but it's otherwise not like a significant milestone in humanity's arc you know that would be just for me uh i don't know what i would host some like smash tournament with like a Million dollar prize pool or something? I don't know. You gotta, you uh, gotta think
0: bigger, Dan. I think, I think you give Nintendo one hundred million dollars to make you a character in the game.
2: Yeah, but I don't care about that. No. Oh. Like, I would give Nintendo money to say, like, hey, Nintendo, from now, I'm going to give you money until you agree to have a, uh, a uh, what do they call those things? A tournament circuits for the next ten years. Because one of the problems in Smash is Nintendo doesn't participate in any of these things mm. and sometimes sues people to stop them from happening. There you go. Um, so that, that's was one thing. But then like, I do feel like whenever people talk about these, these rich, you know, super ultra billionaires, it's like, Oh, why don't they just, uh, you know, get clean water to Flint, Michigan. I would take that one and be like, okay, if I had, and I have like a month, you said, right? A week,
0: <laughs> a week. Yeah. I wasn't even giving you a month.
2: Oh, I would. Yeah, I would go on Twitter and be like, can I find one of these things that everyone's like, I wish someone would just fix this. And can I actually get some because I even with 30 million dollars, I probably couldn't fix that situation because I don't know anything about municipal water (laughs) or chemistry uh, or any of that stuff. But could I find people who could use the 30 million dollars and actually get it done? Hmm. That's that that would be my those would be my picks. Colby, that's a good idea. I feel like
1: I would want to rent out some something, an extravagant place like Mount Everest or something like the whole
0: <laughs> rent out Everest? Mount... <laughs> yeah, for a week, uh, uh,
1: an all expenses expenses paid vacation with. Hey,
0: hey guys, you got to get uh, off the mountain. This is Colby's, <laughs> right? He, he get the, out the, of here! No, you. seriously, he rented like the whole thing, <laughs> the,
1: <laughs> right, or like an entire like island in Hawaii or something. I don't
0: know. You mean, I mean the entire? You want to rent out the entirety of Hawaii for a week? Yeah,
1: yeah. Everybody pay every. Get the
2: fuck off gives. my island! <laughs> <laughs> you want to muck Mark Zuckerberg all the other islands? Exactly. That's pretty um, good. You, uh, so how much money was it again? It was unlimited. In unlimited. the movie, it was thirty million, but in the scenario it's unlimited. Unlimited. I would buy every house and give them away to people. I would go out into the you know on the Zillow I, would I feel buy like every single house that is for sale and then I would give them away I, I, I'm
0: not an economist I do feel like something bad would happen to our economy if you did that I don't
2: know what but I, <laughs> I feel like there's are so some right because they would still be getting the money
0: yeah, but uh, you'd be creating
1: money that didn't exist. That's what inflation is, isn't it? And that's why... I'm,
2: uh, well, wait.
0: If you, Sean if you never your government, said he was creating if government government exist, uh, money that didn't exist. It was a trick question. You can't do anything with the card because it would increase inflation. <laughs> right, right. Smart. <laughs> you smart. destroyed <laughs> okay. the world. That's awesome. You got it, man. You're so smart. Uh, I will say uh, one of the... Um, one of the plots in, in Brewster's millions, one of the ways he spends his money, which I love, is he runs for mayor, but he can't become mayor because it's a paying job and I guess it goes against the rules of the contest. So his whole campaign is don't vote for me.
2: <laughs>
0: so he, he makes commercials and billboards and it says, Don't remember when you go to the polls, don't vote for me. Which I think Anyways. is pretty great. I would probably buy I would buy the naming rights to every stadium and then call them all the same thing so people got confused very easily. <laughs> like just dumb shit. Like just dumb stuff
2: like that. I would I would name them all after the other NFL teams but, <laughs> but not line them up geographically. Yes, I'd love so that. To be the Patriots stadium in LA. I'd love that.
0: I think I think I would pay Pepsi and Coca-Cola to switch their names. <laughs> and so people would be drinking Pepsi but it would taste like Coke and vice versa. You know, just like dumb shit. That's why I'm not rich. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank goodness we, we don't have money. Well, millennials really got it going on. Um, guys, uh, there are stories in the rundown. I would be remiss if I didn't at least mention the fact that they exist. But that being said, look we at them. certainly don't, all three of them, but, but we don't have to talk about them. <clears throat> uh, don't feel obligated.
2: Oh, I, okay. I I did read about this Pitchcom thing, and I wanted to talk to someone about it who knows anything about baseball, which is not me.
0: And it's barely me, but we'll give it a shot. Uh, the Major League Baseball, the MLB... Uh, has started this season introducing the pitch comm system now what is it uh so any uh throughout the entire history of baseball there's a thing called sign stealing what are signs that's when the uh, the catcher standing behind the batter gives signals to the pitcher as to which pitches he should throw those signals can also come from the base coaches or sometimes even the <coughs> dugout. and they and they and they secretly communicate as to what those Uh, pitches are going to be they don't want the batter to find out because if he knows what the pitches are he might actually hit them but as long as there have been signs there's been sign stealing uh sometimes that means uh in the past memorizing or cheating and things like that recently technology has come into the fold whether it's videotaping signs whether it's um apple watches and fitbits um they've all been tried to be used to cheat and so uh major league baseball has uh worked with a company called um it's not PitchCom. it's another there's a name for the company anyway um they've developed a communication system for the baseball team when they're on offense it centers around a sleeve the catchers wear and on that sleeve are a series of buttons um to identify the pitch type and location so it might say four seam high inside sinker in the middle two seam low outside and so without saying a word or even doing anything, they simply push the button on their wrist. And what it does is the pitcher is wearing a bone conducting earpiece, not in their ear. It's bone conducting. It's basically built into the brim of their hat. And what they'll hear is it'll say things like fastball, "curveball," something like that. They can also <laughs> use code words as well. If they're really, you know, suspicious about people being able to hear it, but basically it's a private way for the pitcher to communicate over an encrypted signal directly to the pitcher without a word being said or a sign being given. Now, uh, each team has three transmitters, 10 receivers, and a charging case. Um, They can use one transmitter and up to five receivers at any time, along with the catchers and pitchers, three other fielders, can use a receiver which is tucked inside the cap so it might be the first baseman or the third baseman or someone in the outfield i'm not expert enough to know who you'd give it to um it can only be used on the field during the games not in clubhouses bullpens or dugouts now it's optional teams can still use the traditional hand signals if they want and says about half the teams have expressed interest in trying it um
2: so wait now before i imagine if you were uh on one of the bases, you couldn't see the hand signal, but now you can be hooked up to the system and know what the pitch is going to be.
0: Who would know? I missed the first part of that.
2: You said that there like three people at any given time on the field could have a receiver. Plus the pitcher, yes. Plus the pitcher. But I imagine it used to probably not be the case that four people could see the hand signal. Isn't that Uh, a significant change? Well, but a lot of like a a second baseman to see the hand signal.
0: A lot of the time, the signal would come from uh, the first or third base coach, who is standing on the field. Oh, and so sometimes they could. I'm not an expert on this, but but I believe they might not have known all of them, but um, there was a potential that they may have seen it.
2: I thought the players were deciding which pitch to use. I. Okay, that the, I, I don't you're, you're watch baseball.
1: I I agree Dan it does seem like a new a new angle. Cuz the, the the base coaches are for the other team.
0: That's right. Although theoretically I mean if a pitcher can see the signs, wouldn't the like first baseman be able to see it they're not that much farther away?
2: Yeah, but I would have thought that they would really try to keep the signs hidden. It. No, it's not so much that they can't see it cuz again it's supposed to be a secret. Oh, so but it's the, they it, don't it know what the sign means.
0: Exactly. So it wasn't so much hiding it. I mean you at home okay. can see it on the camera. I mean it's not like
2: So here's my next question. Yeah. Uh I was told uh that the uh the Don't Panic baseball team, the Houston Astros, were the uh, instigators or cause of this change because they were doing some crazy thing to steal the signs. Yes. Do you know how they did that? If the signs, if what the signs mean is secret, then even if you could see the sign, it doesn't matter.
0: So, uh, oh, there's a whole Wikipedia page: Houston Astros sign stealing scandal. Um, to see exactly how they did it. Okay, so it says right here: the pitcher uh, told the Athletic that the organization used a video camera in the center field seats to film the opposing catcher's signal. Signals to the pitcher regarding the next pitch Astros players or team Stafford watching the live camera feed behind the dugout used various audio cues, such as banging on a trash can to signal to the batter. What type of pitch Because again, the batter standing there cannot see the signal, right? And so they have no way of knowing what is going to be indicated while they're standing up at the plate. And but so they, they... Can
2: hear this trash can getting banged.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I see.
2: But how do they know what the sign means? That.
0: That I think it is not as secret as you would think, because I think it's not like they change it every game. You know what I mean? I think with enough studying or even during
1: a game, right? Like how many pitches, you know, like there's only so many pitches that they throw. You just watch the signs and like see what.
2: Yeah, they need a cipher, right? Right, a visual cipher. That'd be pretty cool if a team did that, though. I uh,
1: here's my question though. Like, does this really solve the problem? Like, the guy's got a thing on his wrist that he has to press. Like, won't you be able to do this? <laughs> the same look thing? and see
0: what button he's pressing. Right. I guess you got to be like, really you, like <laughs> putting in your ATM. You right, right. Like, yeah. Keep it secret. That's a good one. Safe. That's a good one. I know that they tested the system in the minor leagues for a year or two, and it was supposedly very successful. So, um, it's a good question.
1: It's weird. It's funny.
0: Honestly, the most interesting part of the story is the company that made it, um, Pitchcom. Originally, I learned, made headsets for magicians. Whoa. Um, performers, but, but magicians specifically is what they were known for because they were good at hiding them or making sure, sh- you know, that's say with the bone conducting and some of this other stuff. That's, uh. That's so funny. That's where they got their start.
2: The Musicians Guild. <laughs> exactly. We demand to be taken seriously.
0: <laughs> so there you go, Cow. I know you guys are going to be watching a lot of baseball this year, so keep an eye out for it.
2: Absolutely, it's on. It's on the, the Crapple TV now.
0: Oh yeah, yes. Friday night. You got the Scloosey.
2: <laughs> that's that's a new one i hadn't heard
0: that you hadn't heard the sclusi yeah no um, yeah <laughs> all for you my man <laughs> nothing better to do on a friday night than watch baseball um excellent anything else you guys would like to talk about no
2: i'm, I'm excited for picks.
0: oh we got some great stuff to watch in the picks this week uh but let's talk about dan uh, dan is yeah. probably the best to watch in all of the picks why is that because i love looking at a screensaver
2: oh yeah yeah so speaking of crapple tv if you have an apple tv and you've ever turned the uh the cool 4k like drone footage screensaver on and you've ever wanted to have that screensaver on your mac you can do that with the aerial screensaver. It's like an open source rebundling of the screensavers that are downloaded on your Apple TV, and you can configure which ones show up. You can configure how often it downloads them. Uh, and if you have one of these new fancy M1 MacBook Pros, they are some of them are HDR, so you get to see some HDR video on your screen, which I normally never see. So that's that's my favorite part. And I love the, these overlays as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it does have like the time and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm a sucker for widgets.
0: This is awesome. This is great. You know, I'm just going to come right out and say this because I was thinking cool. about it. Yeah, It's not a competition. It's never a competition. But I do think if I had to vote for which host overall in the history of the show had the best picks, I would probably pick Dan.
2: That's an honor because I feel yeah. like I so often don't have a pick.
0: No, I think you have the most. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not unique, maybe interesting. I just think, like, Colby and I pick a lot of like consumer stuff, and it's like, oh, a rice cooker. I mean, that's cool, that's great, it's a good pick. But I always feel like you I bring something, and cooker. I'm like, shit, that's really like I never thought of that. That's cool. Um, so I think Dan wins like the cool picks award. I think. Thanks.
2: I agree. Well, with well that. we do the Don't Panic Lifetime Achievement Award <laughs> to
0: make it official. <laughs> that's the one i think and i think colby might win for the most picks now out of business <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think especially in the early days Colby picked a lot of like oh i'm trying out this mac app and it's like you know six months later we, we can fun.
1: probably like automate the automate the analytics on that like how many of these links yeah. still resolve to anything
0: still go somewhere <laughs> uh i love it uh that's great Aerial screensaver uh, check it out. I am 100% going to download that. That's awesome. Um, great. Well, we've got a couple TV shows here. Uh, I'm going to go next. We'll let Colby close it out because he's a nice guy. Um, and I said his picks go bad. Uh, the, uh, I have I have been watching uh, a bunch of stuff. Actually, you know, I've been watching a bunch of stuff. Guys, i got to talk to you about another thing I've been watching. I wouldn't dare pick it because I don't want it to be permanently associated with my name. But have you guys heard of, uh, and sh- I know you haven't, a show called Stuck? <laughs>
1: Only from you, Sean.
0: Okay. Only earlier today. Yes. So I, we, we chat about this on Slack. It's a television show about things that get stuck in people and how they medically take them out. That's the type of content I watch. Okay. (laughs) Very sad and depressing. However, I actually turned over to a quality piece of programming winning time over on HBO. It's the story of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I believe it's the 1982 team. Um, when uh, Jerry Buss bought the team, Magic Johnson joined the team. It is a fictionalized retelling uh, from uh, Adam McKay starring John C. Riley um, and a number of other awesome actors. Uh, it is absolutely excellent. Don't let the fact it's about basketball scare you away uh, because frankly, I'm not a huge basketball. I like basketball. I knew nothing about this team and about the era and all this stuff. And it's really, really good and compelling. Um, it shot very well of the time. The acting's excellent. Um, I think there's like six episodes up right now and there's a couple more coming out over the next couple weeks. So, um, airing on Sundays. So if you're looking for some prestige television, uh, I will recommend winning time over on HBO max.
2: Sean, what is your second favorite sport? I assume your favorite is the American football. Well, define favorite. What do you like?
0: uh, Watching the most watching. So my favorite to watch, my favorite to watch is probably football. Although, it's pretty close between football and basketball. I like them oh, for okay. different reasons. Football, football, I like the fact that it's play a play, a pause, a play, a pause. But it also makes games feel really long. And basketball, I like that it is frenetic. But then I lose focus because it's not like there's clear start and stop points. And then beneath that would probably be hockey would be my next one after that. Uh, baseball, oh, I cannot do. And soccer, I really won't do. So. That's what I watch. Now, my favorite sport to play. None of the above.
2: Because uh, I don't go outside. Uh, but you knew that. If you, well, okay. What? I think we talked about that, actually. If, if you had to pick, you know, aliens are invading and we pick Sean as our champion, what sport uh, would you challenge the aliens to that you had the best chance at uh, beating them? Debate. Debate? Debate club.
0: I, hey, look, I was the captain of the debate team. Award-winning debater. So, not to brag. Wow, I didn't know that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that was was a big part of my life. That's why I'm such a pain in the ass now. Trade trade me to argue everything. (laughs) Not good for you. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of things that aren't good for you, let's talk about the fine folks in this show. Colby, what are you watching?
1: Um, My show is called Severance. I will say... There's been a lot of good stuff on Apple TV Plus recently.
0: I may have to start my subscription back up. I'm worried. Yeah,
1: there's good stuff. Severance is pretty good. I haven't finished it yet, so I'm taking a little bit of a gamble. Like, it could, I've like, I think I have (laughs) one episode or two episodes left, so it could really like fizzle out at the end and maybe it'll be terrible. But like, it's super weird and good. It's like weird in a like, sort of bizarro world where it's like, you know, similar. But the premise is that like uh, they, they invented this thing, this technology where they can put like a chip in your brain. And so you go to work and when you get to work, you don't, you don't remember like you, the me out, out of work, Colby does not know anything about what happens at work. And in work, Colby doesn't know anything about what happens outside of work. Um, hmm. And, well, that sounds perfect. What's the, the downside to that? Well, and and then, <laughs> I mean, that's what, it just sounds weird to start, but then it's like, there's like all these protests in the world. Cause it's like, people feel like it's, it's, it's enslavement. Cause there are these people, it, it, there's this version of you who knows nothing and has to work at this job, but is not, has no agency. Like they can't choose to be there. They just have to be there. Um, it's a, it's very weird. Um, and like the, the whole environment in the, in the workplace is weird, but it's that guy from, uh, parks and rec. Parks and rec. Yeah.
0: Adam Scott, the right. Great Adam Scott,
1: right. Um,
0: it's a, I believe Ben Stiller, uh, created it or co-created it and directed a number of the episodes as well. Yeah, heavily involved.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I've seen his name in the credits, but it's been pretty good so far. Super weird. Very odd, but in a fun way. Yeah, they're making a lot of good stuff over there at the Apple TV Plus. Yep. I also started watching Friday Night Baseball. Oh, right. Friday Night (laughs) Baseball. I started watching Slow Horses too which just started airing also pretty good. It's like
0: a British spy show. No joke. Prestige. Sounds fancy. Yep. Did you see the, uh, the Coda? I didn't watch Coda. Didn't watch Coda. Did you? I don't have Apple TV plus. Oh, well, there you go. I can't. I can't. I was not watching enough on there and then they rolled out all this stuff and
1: I don't watch movies very often.
0: I, I honestly I, I had to pick up Discovery Plus for a month to watch Stuck. So um they got the 699 out of me. Shame on me. Uh great. Well, some some good television there. Severance, uh, check it out wherever Apple TV Pluses are available for you to watch.
2: Sean, what is your favorite thing that got stuck in someone?
0: Well, they've only had three episodes so far, so I haven't seen a lot. Uh mm-hmm. I want to be say, like you've
2: seen more than enough, though. I,
0: I, I'm not going to lie. I did. There was one. And they, by the way, they kind of stretch like stuck in someone. Ugh, I don't say. say the word
2: stretch. Right? <laughs> uh,
0: oh, no. There's some there's some really fun stuff. But one of them was a pregnant woman who came and they thought her appendix was bursting. And they looked inside her and it, it was uh, I forget. It had a technical name, sort of a tumor that was growing inside of her. But it's it's when one of your eggs Goes nuts so haywire, and inside your body, it'll just, and the baby was fine. Inside the egg, it'll just start growing like hair and teeth and shit. Cause it's just like, cause they all start as the same Whoa. cell, and it'll just go crazy. And so they they took it out of her, and the guy opened up, and they were literally like fully formed teeth and hair inside this thing. Man. It was insane. <laughs> so that could be stuck inside you. And a lot of, a lot, cause it's, it's a lot of it is, uh, ears. They do a lot of ear cleaning, and the stuff that comes out of people's ears—wax is bad. Uh, bugs will crawl into people's ears, and they will take those out. I've seen uh, a fake fingernail that someone got stuck in their ear, a hearing aid that fell into the ear, um, all kinds of stuff that they have to pluck and pull out. It's pretty cool.
1: Now, Sean, is this in the like the genre of TV of medical TV where it's like a bad reenactment? Where it's like...
0: No. No, no, no. This is 100% goddamn real. <laughs> I'll say This is in the same category as Dr. Pimple Popper, if you've ever heard of her. That's a show. Uh, My Feet Are Killing Me, which is for people with super fucked up feet and how they fix them. There's a whole genre of these shows. This isn't new. And yes, I have seen both of those. So I don't... I just... <laughs> Do, I don't know does that stuff gross you guys out like like yeah. watching surgery like a real surgery on television because that just yeah. I have no squirm factor to any of that
2: sounds like you possibly missed a calling as a lawyer given your ar- pension for <laughs> arguing and a surgeon
0: well i I do watch these shows and it's oh have you ever heard of tonsil stones <laughs> no. oh this this was I'm sorry I could talk about this for days so apparently, the tonsils in your throat can have um, s- crypts; they call them. It's the technical term, but essentially they're like little like craters in your um, tonsils in your throat. And what will happen is, as you're eating, food will get stuck in them, and over time they'll like calcify, <clears throat> and you'll cough up these little hard rocks <laughs> that have come out. And they had a, a, a woman on who would literally cough up like a rock, like the size of a penny out of her goddamn throat. <laughs> it was so disgusting. So they had to, they, they took her tonsils out was how they solved it. She should have seen a doctor much earlier. Um, but I'm like, I, the human body is amazing. Gross. Oh, uh, so no, I definitely could have been a, a doctor. Uh, if I had any penchant for learning or concentration. <laughs>
1: if only you hadn't been <laughs> watching so much TV.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I, you know, you laugh. I feel like I could perform some surgery. It doesn't seem that hard on TV. <laughs> you now they come in and they you know, they, they now they got the you know, they put the two arms in there and they kind of just control it like a video game. It's pretty come on. Anyone can anyone can do it. There was one Sean, where Sean, you're woman, famously good at video games. <laughs> that's true. My hand eye coordination is off the goddamn charts. So I could definitely do it. They had one where a woman they got in a fight at a bar and a woman got a stiletto heel stuck in her eye and the shoe was like sticking out of her face. Okay enough of this you guys really got discovery plus that's my second pick this week (laughs) I got stuck on tlc wow oh disgusting guys we got to wrap it up here um no more of this but this this was a hoot this was a party um had a very nice time we should do this again maybe next week perhaps um see see if you have recovered from your big easter um (laughs) But until then, we're going to put a plug in it here. Don't Panic.io is our website. Make sure you check it out for links to all of our picks uh, and where you can check them out in addition to the audio and video of the episode. Of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts and get a hold of us. Don't Panic. Show at gmail.com or at Don't Panic. Show on Twitter. But we are done here. So go off. Good luck on Tuesday tomorrow. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Have a great evening. We'll see you on the next Don't Panic.